This show features adult content and adult language, so listener discretion is advised. When I'm good, I'm very good. But when I'm bad, I'm better. What's up? What's up with it, everybody? Welcome to the Bad Cow Podcast Show. First things first, before we get started, I just want to say thank you to the returning listeners who came back, the new listeners who stopped by. You both chose to have me in your speakers today, and I really appreciate it. As always, I hope you enjoy today's badness. Here we go. What's up? What's up with it? So I had a idea for today. Instead of doing this whole, sorry I've been gone for so long, bullshit that I do at the beginning of every episode that comes after a coup moment of silence, um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna not, okay? I feel like if anybody doesn't understand that inconsistency is probably my most consistent trait, like if you haven't figured that out by now, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sure there's a support group for it or something. Find it. And uh, just, you know, I'm going to ask you to roll with the punches with me on that one, okay? I'm just, I'm probably never going to be that person. I actually just fucked up my my most recent episode release date. June 1st. Blah. Wait, is tomorrow June 1st? <gasps> Did I totally fucking nail it? Is today June 1st? Is this like midnight 30 of June 1st? Hang on. Time out, because I might have just, oh, I ain't missing my release date. Nope. I'm right on fucking schedule, bitches. Mm, that feels good. Nothing fucks me up more than a three-day weekend where Monday doesn't count, right? And then you just start the week on a Tuesday like nothing happened. I get fucked up. Here I am all day today thinking I'm a fucking day behind of everything, and I'm not. You know, I needed it to be midnight the next day for me to realize that. Wow. Hey, I'm going to take it, because normally with me, it's the other way around, where I realize I'm a day late, dollar short, fuck me, right? Um, so, coming up, just just some announcements. Um, this next set of episodes that's going to come out, they're going to be awesome. I got to do some interviews with some of my friends, not interviews like where you hear them. I like I did interviews where I just, I just kind of did casual informal interviews where I just asked them a couple questions about certain topics because I felt like they had a really good perspective on whatever that topic was so I have some really awesome answers that didn't come from my own fucking pea brain for you guys on on topics that are just kind of dominating the news right now abortion mass shootings shit like that they're gonna be awesome 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 the first two are gonna be holy cow part one and holy cow part two I hope you guys listen to those that's all I'm going to give away for now, and let's just get right into today's episode, okay? One thing I always wanted to do on this show, on like a regular basis that I haven't just quite gotten the groove of doing yet, is reviews. Not of myself, and not of like, you know, other standard shit that people do reviews on, like movies, even though I could. I could totally do reviews on movies because that's where I learn most of my information. Anything that's in my head is probably something I saw in a movie. I know, I'm lame. So what? There's going to be a Jeopardy for it one day, and I'm going to be fucking rich. Until then, um, I don't want to do reviews on movies because I either because it'll just be real simple. I either like it or it was fucking stupid, right? No. And I don't make movies, and I don't star in movies, so I feel like I don't really have a, a right to review them. Things that you participate in, you can review others when they're doing that. It's kind of like how if you're fat, you can, like, 
You can talk about other people being fat. Because you know the struggle. You understand the the shoes that those people are in. You know what I mean? You guys get what I'm saying? You guys get what I'm saying. No need to go any further on that. Um, and really the only thing that I've done that's worth sharing, obviously, hopefully, is podcasting, which I really love. I've had a pretty good, uh, mostly positive journey doing this. I like doing this. And now I'm going to review other people who do it because other people that do it, <laughs> they just don't do it as good as me, right? Right. Um, one of these people, now despite her having like the number one podcast in all the world, this girl, <sighs> I've only listened to three episodes because that's about all I could tolerate because they all kind of go the same for me. I'm hopeful in the beginning, right? I actually feel like a connection in the beginning when this person starts their show. So it's like a, an internal rise and fall that I felt every episode that I've listened to of the show. And she's like number one. Like fucking hell of years younger than me. She got her start on YouTube. Um, and I think that from what I gather, the thing about this person that really set her apart was her unfiltered, uncensored, not uncensored like she was just all vulgar and shit, but she just didn't really... In a society where we're scared to take a fucking selfie without a filter, she just kind of lays it all out there, which I really like. One of her episodes, she starts off talking about how she fucking sharted in a bed in a hotel room when she was in Paris with a friend. Um, other shows, she goes into really just too much gory detail about how she hates cardboard tampons. But they're funny, and it's real. That's the type of shit that people do appreciate. They, they you know, we all love looking at pretty people we all love looking at perfect models because they just you know they're easy to look at and hearing about their perfect little lives and their awesome little thing it's great but it's hard to relate to we have no idea what it's like to be that perfect all the time the kardashians how do you get an ass that perfect you don't it's fucking filtered and photoshopped and nipped and tucked and you know what i mean you know what i mean there's only a certain amount of the population that can really relate to that type of lifestyle as fun as it might be to watch right But I feel like this person, the long, like the more of the episode you listen to, it starts off super relatable. You're like, oh my God, this girl's awesome. She's so fucking great. Her voice is really easy to listen to. Um, her perspective on, on herself and not taking herself real seriously is awesome. But then you kind of see a little bit more of her self-absorbedness as the show goes on. I don't even think she's aware of it. Honestly. So really, I don't want to make this some kind of like type of review at her where I'm just like bashing her. I want this to be maybe a constructive criticism that should she so happen to stumble across, she won't be too totally offended by. From one podcaster to another, even though you're awesome and doing it and totally kicking mine and every other female's ass in this fucking field. Just, just, just you know, from the outside looking in, girl. As like from one of the millions of, you know, common folk that happen to come across show shit. I just have a couple little like, not even tips. Just, I just think it might be helpful for her to know how she, at times, can come off. Because it seems like the image she <laughs> wants to project is not the way that she can come off at times during her show. 
So let's just get right into it. I'm sure once I provide you a couple of examples, you'll understand what the fuck I mean. Okay, here we go. All right, so let's start with the first episode I heard of this. Uh, well, first, you know, let's just start with this bitch's name. Actually, before I go any further, don't take my uh, vocabulary too seriously during this episode because I be calling everybody bitches. I call myself bitch, okay? Bitch is just a vocabulary term when I'm referring to a woman as derogatory, as horrible, as, you know, just not progressive as that might be. Bite me. It's just how I talk. It's ghetto, I'm sure, for some. Um, you don't have to listen, okay? Okay. All right, so this bitch's name is Emma Chamberlain, and her podcast is called Anything Goes. She got her start on YouTube, like, I don't know, five years ago. She grew up in fucking San Francisco, California, which I thought was awesome at first. When I first started listening to her shit, I was like, ooh, Bay Area, right? <sighs> Hella mad at this bitch. That's why this bitch relocated to Southern California, because you know what? I think that's just where her fucking soul was actually at. Because she just doesn't sound like a North Bay Bay Area bitch when you listen to her shit. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's cool amount of years younger than me. Uh, dropped out of high school her sophomore year because she wanted to pursue her content creation career in YouTube. Where, like I said, she gained a substantial following for just keeping it real. As real as this bitch could, okay? Because one, she's only like in her 20s. And as fucking smart as we all think we are in our 20s, when you get in your 30s, you realize how smart you weren't. Right? You think you know it all. You think you're cultured. You think you just kind of understand the world and how it works. Um, I think what, what, you know rubs me as an elder the wrong way is just her naive unchecked innocence maybe is that a good way to put it it is a good way to put it because I just don't think she realizes how fucking old she sounds right like okay so when I first started the show the show was going to be about shit that I just wanted to bitch about complaints in life right now being as though I'm lower on the totem pole as far as society goes and you know our me and this girl, when you put us side by side, she's obviously on a whole nother level, right? I think that's why for a minute I was trying to kind of like compare the two of us or how would I like, how would I describe the two of us as far as how we compare to each other? And it's kind of like parallel dimensions. And I don't know if I'm thinking that mostly because I've been watching this fucking Stranger Things show, but that's how I see us. Like we're kind of on the same track, but we're just in different dimensions. And she's in the dimension where... She's a fucking millennial, and all she has to do is post pictures of her without makeup on, and she gets a billion likes and makes a million dollars and gets to go to Paris now for Fashion Week all the fucking time, right? Me, on the other hand, I'm sitting in my fucking bedroom closet that I gutted out to make into a little fucking podcast studio that is now surrounded by fucking stuffed animals that my son gave me, an iron giant, and a cow head that I fucking glued fake eyelashes on. And a really pretty couch. But you see what I mean, right? We're just not quite on the same level, and I get that. I humbly acknowledge that and in a lot of ways I'm super thankful for that because I really don't want to sound like how this bitch sounds sometimes first episode I listened to her two of hers was called pet peeves number two now if anybody knows anything about motherfucking pet peeves it's me Lindsay May got a shit ton of pet peeves wrote the book on them right everything irritates me not the things that irritate her, though. In the beginning of the episode, like all the other ones, like I said, there was, you know, it, it showed some hope. There was a little bit of hope there. She's talking about how uh, just little pet peeves that she's had to encounter in her recent days, weeks, whatever. One of them was she was really 
freaking irritated by this uh, masseuse that she had. She, she said she rarely schedules massages for herself. That's something she, like, rarely does. As far as primping and shit goes, she, like, gets her, like, manicure. You know, she does that regularly. But that's about it. Massages are not on her normal agenda. Go you, girl. You salt of the earth, bitch, right? So the time she did schedule a masseuse, she was just kind of assuming that there would be a female masseuse, right? You know? And instead, she received a male masseuse, which she was not particularly thrilled about at the time because who wants to get naked in front of a guy that you don't know? Nobody, unless that's your line of work, which it wasn't for her. So she was a little, you know, thrown off by that, but she was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just kind of continue and see where it goes. And I guess it ended up going straight to fucking shit show hell because her masseuse not only was a fucking male, but he talked to her too much. She said that his conversation and his dialogue were actually like just altogether inappropriate. It was like relationship advice, stuff he was working on with his car. Not really realizing that he was probably just trying to break the ice as well because maybe he was a little uncomfortable rubbing down a girl who's half naked. Maybe he's just doing his best to fucking keep his mind occupied so he doesn't pop a stiffy in his fucking drawers. But instead of considering all those factors, she just got really bothered that he was talking to her for so long throughout the massage. Like, she just wanted to relax. And he was, like, for real interfering with that. She couldn't even enjoy her fucking massage. $50 massage, she said it was. Yikes, right? No, it's not right. I don't, I don't know how to relate to that. I wish I could go get him a fucking massage. I wish I had a male masseuse to complain about, bitch. But you know what? That's not that's not the biggest thing. That's Who cares? So this bitch can get massages and I can't, and that doesn't make her any worse. That doesn't make her any more stuck up. Because trust, when I can afford a massage, I'm going to be getting one. And I'm going to tell them to shut the fuck up while they're rubbing me down. Focus. I want all your fucking brain power in your hands, not your mouth. <laughs> um, anyways, I'm sorry, so, so sorry that happened to you, girl. Better luck next time, right? Make sure you're paying attention to the online form when you're setting the appointment. Um, then she goes on to complain about how the fruit tastes better in Paris than it does in America. Boo-hoo, right? Meanwhile, us over here, we're just praying that our food stamps fucking stretch through the entire month just so we can afford to have fresh fruit in our fucking fridge. Fuck what it tastes like. We just want to be able to say we have the healthy shit. <sighs> For real, that was one of her complaints, that the fruit in America had less flavor than the fruit that she gets when she's in Europe. I totally thought the same thing. Never. 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 Like, I've never even been to Paris. But I guarantee you that if I ever fucking go, my focal point is not going to be the goddamn agriculture. Like, what? That's how often she goes. She says she gets to go a couple times a year, mostly for Fashion Week. Right? And the fruit there is just so much more flavorful. Because over there, they value fucking taste over mass production like we do in America. I get it. America's a fucking cash cow. We're just this greedy industry bitch of a beast country. Mass production. More, more, more. We're depleting all our fucking resources in Europe. They're putting taste above all that. Good for fucking them. I mean, come on. You know, everywhere has its ups and downs. And if all you can focus on is the fruit, bitch, you're pretty blessed. That's all I can say. I hope I can complain about the fruit in my life at some point, right? <laughs> and that didn't even make me that mad. Really? 
pissed me off about this episode in particular. She's like, <sighs> okay, one of the best things that I think have ever, like, has ever been invented as far as closet organization goes are those fucking velvet hangers. Who doesn't love those velvet hangers? You know who? Fucking Emma Chamberlain, because she doesn't know how to fucking use them. She's completely inept at understanding the value of those hangers. She goes on this long explanation about how plastic hangers are the shit, and she wishes she never got rid of the plastic hangers because the only thing that velvet hangers are good for are for looking pretty. Eh, wrong, bitch. Like, are you serious? Do you know how many clothes I save all the time in my closet because they don't fall off the fucking hanger? Where the hell have you... Do you only wear turtlenecks? Like... I love those hangers. Most people love those hangers. The reason why those hangers are so fucking big and popular right now is because they fucking do their job. She sits there and she's talking about how she struggles to put clothes on these hangers. She's like, do you know how long it takes to put a shirt on one of those hangers? Because it doesn't slide easily onto the hanger. The clothing, it's like you have to go up through the bottom of the shirt just to get it on there. Who wants to do that? Normal people. Normal people who don't want their clothes to fall off the fucking hangers. Like, because that's a normal fucking problem. That's a relatable problem. That's a problem that a lot of us fucking deal with. Until these velvet hangers came out. How do you have a problem with these velvet hangers? Are you serious? All right, bitch, I guess we're never going to be friends. Because this just that just doesn't make sense to me. You're complaining about your massage. You're complaining about the fucking fruit. And now you're complaining about hangers that are total fucking godsend to millions of people around the world who have been struggling with closet organization. How do you not understand the value of these hangers? What is wrong with you? You probably don't even hang up your own clothes. She's in the middle of moving right now. She moves a lot. She's just been basically been staying at like Airbnbs and hotels for who knows how long. Another problem I would never fucking be able to relate to. I'm sure she gets a trip to Paris soon, so she doesn't have to worry about that. But, you know, let's just get on to the next episode, okay? That was my first, that first episode had me wanting to just go to town on this bitch right out the gate. And then I was like, you know what, Lindsay? In the past, you, uh, you've jumped the gun sometimes, girl, right? You've been all gung-ho, pitchforks ready to just go fucking maim murder somebody in their name and what they stand for. And then you find out later that you shouldn't have. So before I stick my fucking foot all the way down my throat, let me just do a little bit, just a little bit more research, right? Just a little bit. So I do a little bit of research just on her, like biographies and different things that I could find online. And there was one thing on there that said like, you know, her family at one point struggled to have money. I was like, oh my God, is she like a rags to riches? And fuck what she's talking about, because if that's the truth, then go her, you go girl. But that's not the truth. First of all, fucking white people who live in San Francisco, you're not poor. There's no fucking way. It's impossible for you to be poor and live in San Francisco. Do you know how fucking expensive the Bay Area is, let alone San Francisco? Bitch, you don't live in the Mission District. You're not in the Tenderloin. Knock it off. You fucking live in San Francisco. She's the only child to divorced parents. I'm sure she was just their world to both sides. Father was an artist, blah, 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 blah. And they both like let her drop out of high school as a sophomore. So not only was you provided for a bitch, but she was spoiled as shit. There's no way in hell my parents would have let me just fucking drop out of high school because I wanted to go be on YouTube. Now granted it worked for her. Yippee skippy, awesome possum. They made the right move. But that just shows me the bubble that this bitch lives in. And it's not one that's like some poverty, you know, 
Stop it. You was not no at-risk youth. You did not miss meals. I think what it quoted her saying one time for that article in particular was, yeah, there were times when we wanted to go to the movies and we couldn't. <laughs> well, break out the fucking violins for your pity party, bitch. Are you serious? You guys couldn't go to the fucking cinema? And that's where you felt the hurt as far as your finances go? Call me when your lights go off, bitch. Call me when there's no running water. Call me when you guys don't have no heat. Call me when you don't have no fucking food. And not just like not tasty food, but just no food in fucking general. Then we can talk about it being a rags to riches. Until then, not the case. Stop it. I'll try to claim some shit that's not yours. All right, next episode of hers was called Series of Unfortunate Events. Um, and then in her description of it, it was like, she's like, I've been going through it, y'all. And then she, you know, explains all these different little recent incidents she's she's encountered that have been less than, you know, ideal. One of them, she talks about how she, her car got broken into. Oh my God, that happens to a lot of people. That sucks. Anything getting broken into, totally relatable. In the ghetto, in the hood, in ritzy ditzy fucking suburbia, shit gets broken into no matter where you're at, right? <laughs> and now, this is one of the things where, I mean, it starts out really good because not only was she talking about how her car was going to get it broken into, she talks about how she's kind of lazy, right? Uh, girl, me too soulmates when it comes to that fucking attribute because I'm lazy as shit too but she's lazy in a different way she's lazy as in she doesn't want to fucking pull her car in the garage how much effort does that take seriously I mean I understand like rotating the laundry and then being too lazy to fold it that's like effort all you had to do was wait for your garage door to open and then you literally just put your fucking foot down on the accelerator one more time and you're in like fleeing but now she's couldn't be bothered um and then when she walks out to her car the next morning it's broken into go fucking figure right now most people would just be like oh my god it's gonna suck how am i gonna get this repaired because she said that her back window was smashed she she didn't notice anything was wrong until she saw like some red piece of clothing in the street which she calls the floor more than once during the episode it was on the floor by her car bitch that's the street the cement the pavement the sidewalk that's the street the street Unless you just really believe that this is your world and we just live in it. I guess that maybe the, maybe that is the floor for you, right? Again, there's proof of the bubble theory in this bitch's head. But all she really had to say about that was how she left a suitcase because she's moving. She's always moving. She's in between houses and she's moving. So she had like a suitcase full of fucking clothes in her trunk. One, she's mad that they had to bash the back window just to steal something out of her trunk because there really wasn't anything else in the car. But then she was really, like, just puzzled at the one red shirt that they left in the street slash floor. She's like, really, you don't fuck with that red turtleneck? Why? It's a cute shirt. I just don't understand how you took the whole suitcase and you just decided, mm, not that one. No, bitch, that's not what happened. They had to break your window just so they could get into the trunk, and then when they got into the trunk and saw that it was a suitcase full of clothes, they wanted to double-check that there was something in there that was worth it to seal so they unzipped it that red fucking turtleneck flew out and then they zipped it back up and they took off no they didn't sit there and go through every fucking article of clothing bitch these are thieves these are people who are desperate these are people who obviously needed something like that more than you did because you don't even give a fuck that it's gone you're mad that they didn't take more and you're like you're just completely confused about how the world works and thievery and and bad people and or not even bad people but just desperate people like you just you what she calls her mom and her mom tells her, you know, don't even call the police about the clothes. You're not going to be able to get the clothes back. We can replace the clothes. Let's just go get your car fixed. Okay, girl? 
<laughs> we wish we had a mom or some insurance or some shit that could just fucking fix our misfortunes. Normally, it's not the case. But you know what? You did build your little fucking empire YouTube podcasting shit on your back, bitch. So I'm not trying to take that from you. If you can pay for your fucking misfortunes, you go right the hell ahead. Nobody's going to hold that against you. I just think it's funny your outlook on it, right? Like not everybody can have that same outlook. If they walk out to their car and they see that there's a red shirt in the street that was theirs and it was in their car and now it's not because their car's busted into and everything else is missing and they're mad that you didn't take that one red shirt. What? <laughs> Might as well speak him in German. We don't understand that shit. Um, then she talks about how she couldn't pay attention to the instructions of what is necessary for taking a passport photo and that whole fiasco, right? That was like one of her biggest things, but she just didn't like her fucking passport picture. And then she talks about how that day couldn't get any worse and all she really wanted to make it better was some sushi. Who doesn't want sushi to make their fucking... I don't. I'll never want sushi. If you want to make my day worse, get me some fucking sushi and make me eat it. Never, never. That's a SoCal thing. That's a ritzy thing. That's a bougie thing. That's a... um. <laughs> pinkies up kind of thing. I'll never fuck with no uncooked nothing. Weird. Um, so she really wanted some whole food sushi, and when she went and got her whole food sushi, by the time she got back out to her car, because she loves eating in her car, that's like one of her favorite things, um, the sushi was frozen. What? <laughs> I thought sushi was supposed to be fresh, raw, uncooked. How the fuck did you find some frozen, like, it was just the worst luck of your life. <sighs> So she instead went to this other restaurant that she partnered with and got to make her own menu item, which she named after herself. It's funny just how she segued right into that little promotional <laughs> tidbit. No, you're not full of yourself, bitch. No, you're not, you're not totally self-promoting right now, talking about your misfortunes and turning it into a promo. Who does that? This bitch. But maybe that's just some brilliant marketing. I don't know. Who am I to judge? I'm the one who's uh, recording in my closet, so... Fuck me, right? <sighs> she's worried about her fucking cats going missing, how they, like, got hit under the bed. She's talking about how she shit herself in Paris. I mean, just all these issues that I'm sure a lot of us wish were our highlights of being really, really difficult things we've had to deal with recently. Not, not repoed cars, not going to jail, not catching a case behind some bullshit, not trying to find a job, not being able to make your payments, not being, you know what I mean? You're blessed, bitch. I wish you would quit complaining about all this goddamn shit that people, you know, it's funny because when she's doing her episodes, yes, it's comical, it's great. I, I love her vocabulary. I love the way she describes things. She's got, like I said, she's got a really easy listen to voice, but it's like her commentary and the, and the dialogue and the content that she'd be talking about kind of kills it. If you want to call yourself being like a, re a like a relatable, down-to-earth person, talk about some relatable, down-to-earth shit. Go to the Kardashians with this bullshit that you be talking about because it's not, uh, it's not something we can all sympathize with. We're looking at you like, bitch, what is going to happen to you when you have real problems? I don't know. You might be too traumatized to even like fucking move your mouth, but let alone make a fucking podcast episode about it. Let me know when some real shit happens to you, bitch. Um, so the last, but even after these two really fucking disappointing episodes, I was like, okay, Lindsay. Everybody can have two bad episodes, right? Anybody can. Shit, uh, if you hadn't listened to my fucking interview at 11.30 episode, that was not one of my shining moments. We can all have bad fucking days and real shit content episodes, right? I'm gonna give this bitch one more chance. So I scroll through her playlist and then there's one that's talking about body image and self-acceptance. Ding, 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 ding. Who can't relate to that, right? 
you know? Unless you're fucking, I don't know, some pretty perfect person. Who's some pretty perfect person? Pamela Anderson? I know that's probably a little bit old for the for the younger crowd here. Fucking, what was that bitch from uh, Game of Thrones? Daenerys or whatever? That bitch is pretty perfect. I'm sure she may not quite understand what it's like to feel ugly or feel fat. Or just to not be happy with yourself in, in any form or fashion. Like a lot of people, especially in America, with the way that we have um, molded and, and fashioned our minds to see beauty. A lot of us struggle with our self-image and our acceptance of ourselves. So when she had an episode about this, I was like, oh, all right, bitch. This is going to be the redeeming one. I know it. I know it. Because she seems like she can be really honest about. She seems self-aware. And she seems like she doesn't have a problem being honest about the actual issues that she has she talks about her acne she talks about different um things that she struggled with so i'm thinking this is going to be it's going to be the episode that just brings us together because you know what we don't have to be similar or a lot alike to get along i can get along with people who are nothing like me as long as they are consistently like that if that is really the real you and i know what to expect from you every motherfucking time i'm around you we can kick it anytime any day right I don't want to be around people who disagree with me all the time. What the fuck? I might as well just walk around with a mirror. Like, no fun, right? We need some spice. We need some variety. So I'm all excited to listen to this this episode. One, because it's the last one I'm going to give this bitch. And I just think it's something something that's going to hit home, right? And she even says that in the beginning of her, her episode. She's like, if there's somebody out there that can relate to this, then that's why I need to do it. So I'm going to do it. Okay, bitch, do it then. So she talks about how she wasn't really anywhere near disappointed with herself until about middle school, which is usually when it happens for all of us, when we get to that, you know, puberty stage, starting to, you know, realize somebody has tits and we don't, or we got acne, or we're a little chubby, or whatever the case may be. Maybe we have some upper lip hair. I don't know. Whatever people struggle with. Um, and she's talking about how in middle school, she there was this group of popular girls that she ended up being friends with because, you know, her life just doesn't seem very struggled at all. She ends up being friends with the popular girls, but she never really felt like totally 100% accepted by them, but she knew she really wanted to be like them. That's when she really had an awareness of the concept of not being happy with herself as is, right? Then in high school, she became a cheerleader. (laughs) Where's the part where you struggle with your self-acceptance? Because all I can hear her saying at this point was she wanted to be with the popular girls and she ended up being there. And then in high school, she became a cheerleader. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but at my high school or at any school I went to where there were cheerleaders, the cheerleaders weren't exactly, uh, (laughs) they weren't begging for friends, okay? They weren't begging for attention. They weren't begging for validation as far as being pretty or awesome or cool or hot or desired. Like, cheerleaders usually went without saying that they were pretty high up on the popularity chain. But I don't know, maybe it was different at her fucking school. I don't know. But she said she was pretty obsessed with working out and wanting to be really strong and really fit. And she said she never really felt like she achieved those goals. Okay? She's like, she tried really hard, but... You know, after cheerleading, she said she just kind of went through a period where she didn't even feel like she had any competition as far as her looks went. (laughs) This was like the most home run topic where you could have probably just made some shit up to be relatable and you just couldn't fucking do it, could you? 
If that's not the most nauseating example of a humble brag, well, you know, after cheerleading, I just realized that there wasn't even any fucking competition for me in my looks department. It wasn't until she got famous and she got one, one negative comment about a weight fluctuation she wasn't even aware of until this commenter said something that she had gone through that was noticeable, I guess. Um, but, I mean, if, in case you guys haven't Googled her yet, she's a gorgeous girl. Big ass, doe, dreamy, blue eyes, blonde hair. I mean, she's she's gorgeous. She has a very unique and pretty beautiful look. She's great. And then top it off with her super cool, scratchy voice and her successful ass podcast and YouTube. I mean, you could see why looks weren't a struggle for her. But, uh... Then why are you making an episode about body image and self-acceptance? Anybody who has ever had a period in their life where they really felt like <laughs> hair flip, they had no competition, you have no room making a fucking episode about body image and self-acceptance because it doesn't look like you ever fucking struggled with it. What, in middle school when we all do, bitch? Did you even have braces, glasses, anything to be fucking worried about? No, you just wanted to be quote-unquote popular? That's so far, so different, so not the same as being completely uncomfortable in your own skin all the time. Hating yourself so much that you starve yourself. Hating yourself so much that you try to duct tape your, your waist to be some perfect small fucking however many inch size. Um, I mean, just the crazy things that I know I did when I was younger to try to feel better about myself. That I know other girls do, having your head in the toilet and throwing up after every fucking meal. Or cutting yourself because you just can't stand the pain of actually being in your own skin. Or drug abuse, low self-esteem, falling into the wrong relationships just because you just want to feel loved so badly by anybody. Bitch, you didn't have to deal with none of that. Nobody who feels like they had no competition ever fucking deals with any of this shit. Oh, I really wanted to like you, Emma Chamberlain. I really did. It makes me so much more mad that you're from Northern California and you act like that. Then she has some in, in, in another episode. She's like, I live in California and we don't even have jackets, bitch. You must have been living in SoCal when that happened because we have nothing but peacoats and beanies out here, bitch. And I don't know where the fuck you be living, but uh, Northern California is not palm trees in Hollywood like SoCal or like the rest of the country thinks the entire state is. It's not. It's different. Might as well be two different states and you shouldn't be in this part of it. You don't fit. I'm glad you're successful. Again, kudos to how far you got on your own, doing your own thing, on your own terms. You go, girl, but trust, you are not as salt of the earth as you might think you are. And I think sometimes that people like her, when they get that level of success that she's had, they feel like that um, That gives them this, like, they. F I believe that when a person as young as she is gets the level of success that she's gotten, the way that she's gotten it, where she only, I mean, she's only been in the business for, what, five fucking years? She dropped out of fucking high school. She got on the computer, and she's been doing little different, she's had different little avenues. I think she's got, like, a coffee line out now. I mean, she's she's done well as far as business goes, but <laughs> this isn't some 30-year career, 30 year career that you had to really, like, toil for. You know what I mean? You paved the way for for content creators and you definitely made a name for yourself by being different by being less polished than others less edited less you know filtered less whatever 
awesome, good, great. You definitely have a lot of fucking strong, awesome points that I think people can admire and respect. But a lot of times when you reach that level of success as fast as she did, I think that that translates into people feeling a lot more hmm, knowledgeable than they are. I think this bitch is really naive as far as how the world works and how most of us live in it. Um, like I said, it's just an unchecked innocence. This girl has no idea. If she were to be somewhere and not have any money or not, you know what I mean? Like, she's the type of bitch that I don't think would be able to find her way home if she didn't have her fucking GPS on her phone. That's the type of shit that I, that's the vibe I get from her. And a lot of millennials are like that. But just understand that that's a, that's not a strong point. That you being so reliant upon technology and social media and all that shit just to be successful, to be, to feel worth something, to feel... It's almost like when you get that platform and the audience you gain from that platform just keeps growing and growing and growing. You you can't help but feel like, oh my God, whatever is in my formula, it is working. Everybody look at me because something I'm doing is working and I'm just being me. So that means I must be awesome or wise beyond my years or more knowledgeable and more uh, proficient and more, you know what I mean? That's, that's the air of arrogance I get from her when I don't think that's how she wants to come off because she does kind of seem to snub uh, people who are quote unquote like bougie or, or upscale or snobby. She doesn't seem to really fit in with that crowd either. It's almost like she's the down to earth of the elite. I guess you could say, because her problems are still very, very much so not typical. Her problems and her struggles are very, very much so not how the majority of us experience life. And I just, I just want her to understand that. Thank you for being so real and raw and uncut with all of your experiences and, and showing all of the sides of yourself, even the embarrassing moments, but just please understand, girl. Life is not all bad massages and flavorless fruit. Like, I pray that those are the only things you struggle with because I feel like when anything real might happen to your ass, you're not going to know how to handle it or cope. But that's just me and who the fuck am I? The bitch podcasting from her closet. That's all I got today. Um, Check the bitch out if you think that might be something that's up your alley because she's already got the number one podcast. It's not like my opinion is going to make or break this bitch trust. Um, I'm just trying to bring her a little bit of... Hmm. awareness that people in her squad and her circle may not uh, feel comfortable expressing or may not even be aware of to express to her because we can all you know iron sharpens iron that's all i'm trying to be i'm just trying to sharpen the bitch all right all right till next time don't forget to check out holy cow part one and part two and i will see you guys there bye all right everybody that about wraps it up for today we got another one in the books Thank you again so much for your listening support. I can't tell you how much it means to me. If you ever want to shout me out or come see what else I'm up to when I'm not in your speakers, feel free. I'm on Instagram at Bad Cow Podcast, Facebook on Bad Cow Podcast Show. And if you ever want to reach me directly, you can do so at badcowpodcastshow at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. See you next time. Bye.